The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's day is a big, a big show. Have you ever suffered from gaining that body fat, gaining weight, no matter what you do? Have you ever tried had trouble losing weight using the low carb diet, eating high protein, low fats, ha- exercising like a banshee? having a keto diet, if you've ever had problems eventually gaining weight after you've lost it, today's your day because we're going to discuss the skinny on body fat, intuitive weight gain. In today's world, it's very common to see people getting on the keto diet, maintaining the weight gain, the weight loss, and then slowly by surely the weight sneaks up. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how intuition intuitive eating and intuitive weight gain isn't just calories fat grams and counting carbs it's part of our body's language letting us know that something in our in our life is out of balance We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555, from within the USA and Canada. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live, every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. So, weight is a big deal, big, huge deal. I remember working on the unit as a psych resident, and I saw people with all kinds of weight problems, too much weight, too little weight, weight going up and down, up and down. And they would call nutrition department. (laughs) And though they're wonderful folks, it was amazing because they would give them information 
on how to make better choices. And I would see the people dutifully make better choices, but chances are these people were more educated about food than you and me. They knew all the ingredients. They could list the number of carbs, fats, protein in a banana, small, medium, and large, carrots, small pork pork chop, large pork chop. They knew all of it. When someone with anorexia was on furlough, they worked in the cafeteria. There was no way around it around more information helping people with a mechanism of why their body had this unique problem with food and metabolism. Well, if you look at people with bulimia and eating disorders, they found over time that it wasn't about their mother. There's all this science about There's a struggle and control about the mother with anorexia and bulimia and abuse. And though that may be the case, they found this wiring between the brain and the body and the amygdala with serotonin receptors. But if you see the area in the brain that's connected to the bowel and digestion, it's the amygdala and the insula And that actually is intuition, but not just intuition about your life, intuition about other people. And yes, it has connections to addiction, I understand, which is about covering up or medicating an emotion that you can't handle. I get that. That's for another show. This isn't about addiction per se. This is about how does intuition change your metabolism and make you gain weight after all said and done and you've worked with what diet has helped you lose weight to begin with was it counting the carbs was it high protein low carb was it the ketogenic diet and then what happened did you plateau and worse yet did you start to gain weight so you know I'm a neuroanatomist and a neuropsychiatrist, though I'm retired. I know the connections between intuition and weight gain and weight problems. And I'm going to tell you stuff that you already know of what your body lets you know when it starts to gain weight. People who lose weight, another show. When you go home, and you enter into the house, whether it's a holiday or something, though you promise yourself to really be on a firm eating plan, doesn't matter, only eat when you're hungry. Somehow, being around the fights, the arguments, or that electricity in the air of people arguing, somehow you start to see your clothing get fat clothing get tight and you're like what is going on is it ibs abdominal distension and then you go on someone's scale in the bathroom or something and you realize oh my god i'm gaining weight first center family 
It's because you uniquely have a capacity like a like an air traffic controller at the airport. You can pick up collisions between people in your family, even if they're not talking about it. You can feel them having relationship collisions where their personalities are banging against each other in the air. That's a study that was done by Salvador Mnuchin. You pick it up, your body releases epinephrine and cortisol. The cortisol goes to the pancreas, messes up your insulin, and bam, it messes up your metabolism, independent of what you're eating. And yeah, you may gain weight because you're eating a little bit more, but independent of what you're eating. And this explains the people who gain weight way disproportionately to what they eat. You know, you look at an Applebee commercial and you go, who are these people who eat this and are not obese? Second center, people who get married and gain weight. What is it? Well, there's this weird thing about sex, intimacy, relationship, and food. If things become unspoken in the relationship, if you pick up someone's anger and you get anxious, again, via the insula, amygdala, goes to your adrenal gland, cortisol, you're more likely to gain weight. And if you're in a certain kind of relationship, where the person is more self-focused and you're self-less, if you're very hyperactive, responsible, and they are really good at taking care of their needs, you will gain weight and you will lose weight. That's a not an uncommon characteristic once somebody gets married. That is second center relationship, third center, oh, I'm not going to say narcissism, but that's what somebody banties around a lot. You have to be careful of that. I would put the flag on the play. It's definitely a trait. And then one of the partners, third center, loses their job. And they decide to retire early. So they become the chef at home. And food at night is not a big deal for you. It's the thing that you've decided to low pedal to lose weight. And so you have a big lunch and a small dinner, and that's what you call, they call it intermittent fasting, which I just call eating a big lunch and a small dinner. However, your partner kind of doesn't have a vocation. And so the big hurrah for them is when you come home and they've been working hard all day and they make this meal. And the least you can do is eat it. That's what we call the weight sabotage. That's a big problem because what really is, is your partner needs a job and it's become food service. Why don't they get a job working in food service? And you feel obligated to eat it, which goes back to family. Your parents buy you food or make you food. You feel obligated to make it. Then, of course, there's boredom. Cats who sit around or dogs that sit around and are bored, their metabolism sinks, nothing gives them joy, and they are bored and empty. There are no opiates. That 
is a lack of fulfillment and that kind of emptiness emptiness somehow depression just plummets your metabolism i'm dr mona lisa and each one of these situations when you start to gain weight you have to ask yourself what is my intuition telling me fat is storage and it's telling you what potential am i not using we will go to line one michelle 51 i'm dr mona lisa how can i be of help yes thank you so much for taking my call Yes, I've been gain, I've been gaining weight more in my thighs and um, my arms, <laughs> like never before. What, let me tell you what I see. First of okay. all, Michelle, you've always been very, very intuitive, and you have a great relationship. I wonder whether people think that everything. I think that everybody has a bad relationship. Not true. And given that you're 51, it's not true that everybody in midlife they're destined to gain weight. That's not true. Yes, you know, you want to be careful and lower the portion, make the portion smaller for a while. Oh my God, she just went. And that's shame. She'll come back. We'll go to line two. We'll go to line two, Nancy. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello, can you hear me, doctor? Yes, I don't know where the last lady went. She must have gone you know to get catch a plane how can i be of help <laughs> she'll circle back yep. hey thank you for uh talking to me i had a reading by you many years ago and you were spot on i am 61 and hold on I've a second how many how many years ago uh it was about 2004 interesting am i crabby? oh you changed my life you am have I crabbier changed now? my life Oh, well, you know, we all get a little bit edgy when we're older. <laughs> you're supposed to say no, you're not. You're very nice. Everybody like gets edgy. edgy. What? Say that again? I like your edgy. Yeah, nice. Okay, so uh, say that again. What, how can I be of help, Nancy? I have osteoarthritis, I believe. I've had two hip replacements, and I just want to live life. Oh, wait a Hold on a second. Nancy, you're, you're 61. Yeah. There's more than going on with your than your hips and your bones. I see a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense that we belong, are supported, and have a say. I see that you feel alone at an important crossroads in your life. Someone in your life you couldn't or can't be around. They're kind of angry irritable, have a fierceness about them. And though that may have been helpful at a certain time in your life, Nancy, after a while with changes in your body, you became very sensitive to their moods. <sighs> Who is that person? Well, the first time we talked, it was my mother, but she's no longer in my life. Who do you live with now? My husband. Hmm. 41 years. Um, what is your husband unhappy about? 
imprint that he received. I know, but to, okay, let me give um, you an example, okay? Yeah. Say you open up a bottle of milk and it's bad. So then you have to figure out what made it turn because you don't want to just throw out every bottle of milk you get. The yeah. same thing with your husband. You can't just say that the cows they're programming are bad because basically he's a good person. And all of us come from families that by and large, they had some programming problems. Everybody does. But something is making him not do well at this stage of his life. You're adapting to grandchildren. He's not adapting. He's frustrated and agitated inside. And it can increase his chance to certain types of illnesses that you pick up in your body. Your problems are first centered. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense that we belong and supported and have a say. Your body's like a tuning fork. It picks up with like resonance, the pain and suffering of someone near you. How is your husband's health? Really good. We both work out and eat supplements and our protein shakes and very conscious every day. Okay. And juice. But what you're talking about reminds me of his uh, work. He's he's feeling done with that and ready to move Say, on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say it again. He's ready to be complete with work and move on into retirement. Okay. But Kenny? Very soon. Define very soon. Next week? In months, two weeks? In six months or less. Six months or less. And then what does he have to do after that? Um, outdoor activities, fishing, hunting, those kinds of things. Okay. I look at your head. Pardon? I look at your head. Okay. I see a pressure on both sides of your head. I can't figure out if you have problems stabilizing blood pressure. I just see a tension on both sides of your temples. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I just hear an extra sound. It doesn't seem to be the problem. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. In the past, I saw a capacity to have hormonally sensitive densities in both chest rolls, right, greater than left. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see extra 
body stores of estrogen that have been evidenced by a capacity to have right upper quadrant pressure underneath your rib cage in your digestive tract. I can't figure out if you had problems tolerating fats, oils in the past. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if people in your family tend to have right upper quadrant pain underneath their rib cage. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have it. I have a hard time seeing some of your reproductive organs. I wonder if something was lost, something removed. I wonder if in the past you had a widening of your uterine wall. Once again, I see excess estrogen. I see achiness in both hips, your right ankle, the small joints in your hands and wrists. I see problems with insulin, blood sugar, and problems with disproportionate weight from your belly button down. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, you picked up on my right ankle. I just had reconstructive surgery, wasn't able to walk for two months. Your the, right ankle? Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your right yeah. ankle? Yeah. Keep going. What else? Um, I'm missing my right ovary, which is when I had the reading with you. And I changed the relationship. So, so that's and, missing. That's where you're, you're missing some reproductive organs. Yeah, just that I one. I guarantee you I don't remember that from the last reading. Hold on a second. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Right ovary. Keep going. So you have trouble with your right side. Keep going. What else? Yes. And my heart, if I'm going up a steep hill on a hike, it'll, it'll start beating uh, in a way that I say, okay, I got to slow down. I listen to my heart. It's have you ever had, you need to get that, wait, hold on. I thought I got that wrong. You need to get that checked. You need to get a stress my, test. My blood pressure is low. Uh, I've never had I know, a stress no, test. I know, back, back, up, back up. I'm not trying to be um, irritable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No I worries. have different no, ways of, no. No I just want you to go and get that checked. Because you're 61, your estrogen is down. And I don't know, does it protect you, not protect you? I have no idea. So you got to figure that out. There's something about you picking up your husband's aggravation. Do you understand? Uh, that could be because I can wake up and know what kind of mood he's in. Just I can feel it immediately. Yeah, you can. In the morning. There's something called Monday morning heart. I don't want to say the diagnosis, but right, right. certain men get a heart problem Monday morning. And right. there used to be a statue outside of Boston University School of Medicine. <laughs> there were a lot of Jewish people who attended that school. But it was Mary holding Jesus. You can imagine the guys walking by in the yarmulkes. It, it was really popular. But there was, a, there was a label underneath the statue. It said to Jesus through Mary. <laughs> And if your husband's Jesus, you're Mary. 
And if he doesn't understand the information from the divine, you intuitively pick it up through your dreams. And intuition hits us preferentially through REM. That's in our limbic system, near where our amygdala is. Remember me saying medical intuition goes through our amygdala, insula, to our body? Mm-hmm. And so if he's not aware of what the problem is with him, it comes through the last part of your sleep at night, early in the morning, and then you pick it up early in the morning when you wake up. And a lot of people get arrhythmias in the morning. Their heart races. So you're going to get that fixed. And if you have to wear a hol- or evaluated, you ha- if you have to wear a Holter monitor, if your cardiologist says so, you have to do it. Do you understand? So get the stress test. That's the how, reason that, why that's I say this is I'm not, I don't subscribe to all of this, but the right ovary, the right ankle, right, right. In medical intuition and other areas, right is the male. The left is the female. Are you following me? Yeah, so what I have taken that to mean when you when you've taught that in the past is that I'm very strong with my masculine. I know, and, I know that that's lovely. However, in this particular situation, what I think you're picking up someone else's pain. Understandable, for sure. And the reason why I say that is I think cuz your husband doesn't do woo-woo. <laughs> I don't know another way of saying that. Do you understand? Yeah, he's more three-dimensional, but he will sit and pull cards with me. I understand, but that's what I meant by to Jesus through Mary. You get it? Yeah, right. Yes, I am the conduit. Yes, so your body's picking up his distress. And though it sounds like, oh, I'm going to retire and be fine, some men don't do well just fishing and, you know, puttering around. Though that job is painful for him. This is one of those examples of, yes, I, and how tall are you? I'm 5'6". How much do you weigh? Uh, 190. There you go. So that's what I said, well, your weight is disproportionately high from the waist down. The extra weight, that's what I meant by body fat, is body storage of estrogen and that would have built up your ovary in the past and then that increases your chance toward having um, heart problems but also having joint problems in your lower extremities so I want you to work with somebody on aerobic exercises in a pool or something good luck okay that's Thank my you. music you know what that means When we come back, we're going to talk about the mind-body-soul solutions to fat intuition. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to intuitive weight gain, 
the medical intuition of body fat. We've learned that there are a variety of reasons why we may have trouble maintaining a healthy metabolism. We may try one day, one diet after another, one food plan or exercise plan after another, and yet somehow the pounds keep coming back. It, weight might tell us that something's going on in our family that people don't want to talk about. Weight might tell us that our sex life is dying. Weight might tell us that there's an aspect of our job that is like a gerbil wheel, busy work, but not intellectually stimulating. Work might tell us that our relationship is warped, that one person gives more, gives more, gives more, that's you. The other person takes more, takes more. So you would gain more weight, they would lose more weight. And then finally into weight, your body fat could be your intuitive guidance system, letting you know that in fact, you have all of this potential, stored potential. You're bored and you're not doing something in your life that is thrilling, joyful, and moving forward in the way it used to be. We will go back to line one. Michelle, are you there? Yes, Michelle. Well, it happened, but can I tell you? I can tell you. I look at. I all of a sudden, these lights came in the sky, and all of a sudden, there there was UFOs, and they stopped <laughs> my equipment. It was like this electromagnetic thing, and then you were disconnected. I am so sorry. I, this is tongue in cheek. I have no idea what oh. happened. So yeah, I, that is fine. I'm just glad I got back through. Okay, good. So that was that was not happening. There was not a UFO. I've had a lot of situations before, but I have never had a UFO. I'm not kidding. Although when I was young, and I had a telescope, <laughs> forget this. I was looking at my through my telescope at the moon. I swear to you, I saw someone wave back. But that's just a personal opinion. After that, it scared me to look through the telescope alone, without supervision. So I know. Michelle, how can I be of help? Um, just, I guess, just to, if you could just scan my body and just see what is making me hold on to this weight. Because I eat healthy, I exercise every day. I mean, I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Okay, believe it or not, I'm saying the same thing I said before. That you have a relationship with someone and it's wonderful. Did I say that before? Yes, and then the phone dropped or whatever. Okay, right. That, that was the UFOs. Okay. So, however, something distracts you from your relationship. I see that you're trying, you have to carry some kind of weight of responsibility that's burdensome. I can't figure out if it's family. I can't figure out if it's children, work. Whatever it is, it distracts you from the joy of life, and it's frustrating. And worse yet, you hide your emotion behind the brave and stoic face. There's a woman named Karen Horney, which is a terrible name. They, it's probably Horney, but she changed the pronunciation because, you know, who wants to go around with the last name Horney? And she said that 
Anger turned inward equals depression. And anger is the most weightogenic emotion. It makes us gain weight to the point where I will not eat around some people who are angry. I gain weight every time. Um, what do you do for a living, Michelle? I'm a nurse practitioner. Oh. And what populations do you work? Well, I'm, I just uh, resigned from a job with OBGYNs, and I'm getting ready to go to a Stop, a stop, university. stop. OBGYN. Were you o, more OB, meaning giving birth to babies, or were you more of the GYN? Um, more of the GYN and, and helping new moms um, with parenting skills and more counseling. I was helping with the postpartum depression program and things like that for the hospital. For the hospital? For the hospital. The hospital doctors, yep. Mm-hmm. For the but hospital. it was an outpatient service. Mm-hmm. For the hospital doctors. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? I sound like a therapist. What was that actually, like for you? <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I just didn't have anybody in my office really that was supportive. Um, you know, it was kind of like a job all on my own with really lack of support. How many hours a week? Um, 40, and then I dropped my status last year to um, um, 25 a week, and it still wasn't helpful. So I'm, I'm leaving. I left. I resigned. Wait ready to Back it up. Uh, back it up. Business. Back it up. It was 40 hours a week, and you dropped it to 25. Why? Just because I was getting burnt out on it as far okay. as I no, no, uh, no, no, no. Burnt out is not effective. You can't take right brain emotion and intuition, bring it to your left brain, name it, respond effectively, and release it. It will go down into your body, and your body will talk about it. Burned out means exhausted. Exhausted means it's busy work, and it's either not using all of your potential. Warning, warning. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yes. Or you were picking up conflict in that family of people. Do you Probably understand? Mm-hmm. You have to elucidate that because you'll go to another system, another group of people who may have the same problem. Mm-hmm. Were you the sensitive one in your family growing up? Yes, I was the middle child. Mm-hmm. Well, middle, middle. My point is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You were the sensitive one in the family. And in oh, fact, sensitive. Yes, I thought you said center. <laughs> no, it's because uh, yes, I'm the sensitive I'm one supposed sure. to have this um, retainer in my mouth, and it's a long story. But anyway, so I, th- I have a floor. So you are actually teaching postpartum women who often have depression mm-hmm. how to help them with their family. So that's a real turmoil thing there. So you're in a cauldron of emotion and hormones. Yes. And you're, you are swimming in that. I would develop a twitch and be quietly seizing in the corner. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, I do. So your voice is getting, so you understand that in itself is going to make you exhausted. The hell with it, the, the office staff. Whenever I was on call with psych, I gained three pounds. Always three pounds. Three pounds every single time. I would oh, wow. eat chicken, 
Yes. I would eat chicken and go up and down stairs with a, ble- a brace on my neck. Thank the good Lord. And everybody said when they were on call with me, when you're on call with Dr. Schultz, wear running shoes. So I went and I go to clip. Didn't matter. I gained weight because it was the frustration and the emotional turmoil. And all these families screaming and yelling in the psych ER, which they called it the quiet room, which was never quiet. A brand new baby, baby or a brand new mother with depression and everything. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what I'm saying. So you're yeah. going to a private practice now? No, I'm actually going to be at uh, working with student, students at the University Health Service Center. Different, them. different thing. What mm-hmm. I want younger, you to adult. do, younger adults. What I want you to do is talk to somebody who is a coach about your family experience. Okay. And what happened to you at adolescence, in college, and what happened with family support or not support, and then what happened to you, support or non-support, when you gave birth to your first child. Do you understand? Yes. So let me ask you a question. Who paid for your college? I worked and paid for my own college. Do you understand? Yes. So when you go to this university and you coach these kids, many of them, their parents are going to have paid for them. Mm -hmm. And yet they're going to have problems. You're going to have a reaction to that. And you may gain weight. When you had children, how much support did you get? Not much. Do you understand why that also was a minefield? Coaching Mm -hmm. and and, um, supporting people in their families. It was reenacting your own having children. Do you understand? Yes, I do now. So that actually brings it up in your body and you'll gain weight. Because you have memories. It's the Memorex commercial. The lady sings the song, the glass breaks. Then they tape it on the tape called Memorex. And then they play the tape and the glass breaks. You can't tell the difference between the tape or her voice. Your body doesn't know the difference between what happened to you as a childhood or what they're telling you in, in, in in the therapy. Okay. And your body reacts the same. Did you have a weight issue growing up? No, I didn't. It came after having children. You understand what I'm saying? Has to do with third shock Mm -hmm. or self-esteem responsibility. And you have a hyperactive responsibility gland. You carry all these people. And you're the person, third chakra, that you tend to meet people who are self-focused And you are selfless. Mm-hmm. You have a hyperactive responsibility and they have an underactive responsibility, which is why it would trigger you. You raise the children more or less by yourself. Hyperactive responsibility, that's gaining weight. And you more or less put yourself through school. Hyperactive yeah. responsibility. Do you understand? Yes. It's making sense now. So in other words... You have a capacity to have a normal weight, 
as long as you don't get involved with people who are, I hate to use the word narcissist, it's overused these days. Let us just say don't carry their own weight. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charming, charismatic, attractive. You tend to put a blind eye to their difficult side. You're very understanding. You adore them. You're devoted to them. And next thing you know, you're paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly Do you get it? what's happening, happening in a relationship right now. Yep. Oh, my God. Do you understand? Yes, I do. And you wonder? You wonder? You And, and you'll gain weight and they'll lose weight. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know why that happens? Yes. As far as the because energy, you apply the... more effort and you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Effort, effort, effort. And you exhaust yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you get angry to boot. And they're very good at relaxing. It release it lowers the cortisol, raises yours, and cortisol goes to the nearby pancreas, and it pumps out more insulin. It's like being on steroids. You know what happens yeah. when you take steroids, right? Yeah. You balloon yeah. out. Do you get it now? Yes, thank you so much. It's it's really brought a lot of. That's clarity. why I'm not going to go to your body because it's ridiculous. All you have to do is look over there and go, hmm. I got it. So you actually have to go to the cognitive behavioral therapy and go, help, I need to okay. remove, how, how much does he weigh? My boyfriend, how much does yeah. he weigh? Yeah. Um, probably weighs about 190. Okay, this is the story. Um, you are carrying more responsibility with money? Yes. Okay, how much of the rent, how much percent? Well, we don't live together, but he's over here a lot, so I would say 100% of the, Okay, you know, so when he's over there a lot, does he sleep there? Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, give you numbers. I like to do numbers. Week. Not every night. Okay, half of the, of the week. week. Okay, mm-hmm. so half of the week, how much is your mortgage or rent? I'm, I'm blessed. I've already paid my house off, so it's not an issue That's of that. That's classic. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Has, he paid his, mm-hmm. has he paid his mortgage off? Well, he actually, part of his job um, responsibilities allow him a house that he gets to live in for free. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Okay, but you pay utilities and all that other stuff. Yes, I do. So what my point is, is you carry half of his ass. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, you would gain 190 divided by two. So that's 95 Mm -hmm. pounds. Do you understand? Yes. How much weight have you gained since you've been with him? About 10 pounds. How long have you been with him? A year and a half. How old are you again? 51. Don't buy anything with him. I won't. (laughs) Does he want you to? Yes, he's talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you hear the hissing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a hiss. That was a cat hiss. How about this? <laughs> That's no. Do you get it? Yes, I do. I've got what did he want myself. you to buy? I'm just curious. What did he want you to buy? We were going to buy a house together, a house that we both like because he doesn't like my house. I don't like his house. And oh, isn't that interesting? 
But he doesn't have to mm-hmm. have a house. His job pays for it. Right. So he doesn't have equity in a house. No, he doesn't. How convenient. I'm not going to get into this. I've had too much fun with him. (laughs) (laughs) Suffice it to say, I don't find him as interesting as you. Well, that's good. (laughs) How many years school has he had? Um, Maybe a year. He has, he's not, he doesn't have a Can I tell you something? Do me a favor. What? (laughs) Do you have children? He doesn't have any children. I didn't ask about him. I'm not interested in him anymore. Oh, I have uh, three children. I have three college. Do you uh, have a daughter? Do you have a daughter? No, I have all boys. Would you want this guy to give your son's advice on how to be a man in the world? With certain things, yes. But as far as financially, no. He's not, you know, got it together as far as that goes. It's also about morality. Why would you even, it's not about finances. It's called humility and hubris. What kind of person has the nerve to ask a woman to buy a house with him when he has no equity and she has three times the education as him? That's nervy. Mm -hmm. You get that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. That begins with N and ends in C. That is outrageous. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the nerve. Well, that's why I have it, because, you know, intuitively I knew it wasn't a good decision. Run, don't walk, and get the counselor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you understand, do you understand <laughs> how nerving that is? Would you go up to... Well, um, I do now. Do you, would it, you go up to, what's the guy's name, Roy Buffett, or the guy who owns AOL? <laughs> Pick one of them. Would you go up to him and say, would you like to buy a house with me? <laughs> Do you understand why you would never do that? Because you understand why? Because what you have aside of what they have, forget it. You're like, why would they pick me? But you understand right. he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't think that. He thinks I'm great. She'd want me in. You get that? But you're not yes, that I way. Do. You're selfless. You put you put your set down. He thinks he's amazing. Do you get it now? Yes, I He'll do. lose weight okay. in your relationship. You'll gain it. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Okay. I thought I was bad. The last lady thought I was crabby. I wonder why. <laughs> Good luck. I got to get back to this lady from London. Okay. Good luck. You take Thank it easy. You so Thank you. Much. Okay. Bye bye. We'll go to line three. Colleen, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Oh, hi. Um, um, I, I've never done this before. So, um, wow. <laughs> um, I have recently been gaining weight. Um, I was the same size for a really long time. Let me um, tell you what yeah. I saw. Because I kind of read you during the break. Okay. When I saw you, I saw that you had tried to give birth to something and it didn't work out. Wait a minute. Don't say anything. And that was painful. You tried, you tried, you tried. It was like banging your head against a brick wall. And someone tried with you. And since that time, that was like a major focus in your life and a purpose. And that is a pain in your heart. What was it? Um, it wasn't a. It wasn't. It wasn't about a child. It was um, a project. What was the um, project? It was a 
global archive, and it was actually a, a resource for people to learn about dance and share their resources for... Hold on one um, second. Hold on one second. Yeah. How long did you work on it with? How, how long? About six years. Six years. From what age to what age? Oh, gosh. Um, I have to think. I don't know how old I am. I'm bad with numbers. Oh, gosh. Oh, let me put it this way. When did you stop working on it? Um, about two years ago, I think. So, what are we in? No, maybe three. Three years ago. So from... Yeah, because of COVID. I have to add a year. So for, for, it's from 37 to 44 during your main fertility years. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, it's Wait a minute. Don't, 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 don't worry about it because we talked about to Jesus through Mary and during another reading. How many, how many children do you have? I don't have any. Okay. Do you understand why I saw that that was like a vocational infertility? I, yeah. yeah. Who did you work with on that? It was, it was three different people who were pretty big names uh, in the the work. I'm not going to say because in case no, don't say it because I don't want yeah, people yeah. calling and yelling at me. That's what so, I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah. So no, the, was it three? Yeah, yeah. So you're like the Beatles, John. Three, Ringo, yeah, but they, yeah, and they Paul, had John more, and Ringo. Go ahead. Yeah, and they had more power than me. So I was invited in to be on the steering committee, and I acted as a steering committee member, and then something happened and. Anyway, I, I, I don't want to go into it because it's something that's... So you had vocational infertility, and you spent your last fertile years doing that. Did wow. you focus your life on that rather than getting married and having kids? I want you to think about it before you say anything. Yeah, well, it's very interesting that you say that because, wow, what's been coming up this last week? Um. No, no. Say it in plain. I, don't say it in plain yeah. English. I, I, I think. Okay, it wasn't just that. There's other reasons why. No, no. I didn't you know, don't, quick, no I'm going to tell you yeah. how that, how you fix yeah. this. Okay. Yes, I know there are lots of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're on the phone with someone that they said that, and I have four minutes before they cut me off. Okay. <laughs> and you can you can call back next week and, and change your first name. <laughs> My point is, I know, isn't that funny? My point is, as you imagine, I got your name and age. I don't know you from Adam or Eve. I know you tried to give birth to something in a relationship. You tried for a long time, and it didn't work. And you said, I know you're thinking about a baby, but it wasn't that. I tried with three different partners, and it didn't work. I did the math, which is really hard for me, and you used 37 to 44, which are main fertility years. And you said it's very interesting that you say that because recently I have, and then you stopped it because you pulled your frontal lobe sensor and you wanted to censor it because it's a painful thing to say. Spit it out. Because not saying, that's it. Thank you. It's Take been it. like, they've been like talking to me on the street and everything. Babies have been it's talking. It's been on my mind. Well, it's not on my mind. It's been like screaming at me. You know? Okay. Yeah. My point is, is this, you're that seventh center purpose in life. Why am I here? I don't want you to think that the other thing, the other purpose, that thing you were doing those people. Yeah. May not happen. It may happen. Yeah. yeah. But the whole baby thing could yeah. help facilitate it. Okay. 
Have you ever, I don't know if they have this in England, but, you know, do they have it called loosening the jar? What is it called? Loosening the jar. So you sit there and you're trying to open a jar, a bottle. And oh, yeah. You, you try to turn it, turn it, turn it, and you can't. And someone near you says, give it to me. I got it. And you're yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm going to get this open. And, they, and I'm like, nope, I don't need your help. And they go, give it to me. I got it. And this goes back and forth till finally they grab it out of your hands and they just open it. Mm-hmm. And it's because, and then I say, because I got annoyed, I say, I loosened the jar for you. <laughs> the point is, <laughs> if all that trying to give birth to something with those people, once you do that, if you give birth to something in another way, yeah, that you have more control over the project. That's exactly I have. I had a download have of the, the eggs, new thing. You yeah. got the eggs. I have it all written out on this piece of paper. Right in front and of you me, choose the sperm. Me. See how easy you're talking now and before you clamped it. <laughs> because in those relationships, I forced you. I used the pliers. <laughs> you have the yeah. eggs. You grab the sperm or you... <laughs> find the relationship you can do either one you want i mean that's what they're yeah, doing these yeah. days you know, on the street i know my I know, point is you have control over the project and then you you feel more confident yeah and, and i can also do it ethic i can also do it ethically the reason also there was a problem is because my point is, the, is that you feel yeah. more mastery and control because you did it first yeah. you then when you go back and do some, the other thing the other project you feel more secure in work environments in creating yeah. something because you've mastered your creativity with children. Good luck, okay? Uh, thank Call you. Call next week if you want to. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.